follow so many interviews and listen to so many interviews all over the media, whether it's in magazines or YouTube, as if I'm researching a paper that needs to be published. And all these years, I had no idea what I'm going to publish, but here I am with all the information out there. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Tanvi. So if you go look at my Instagram account and specifically the ones that I'm following on Instagram, it is filled with nostalgia. Like I'm following all the people from the 90s and I'm following like random people like Kim Sharma. Do you remember her? It's like a shrine of my 90s nostalgia. And ladies and gentlemen, that's your second host for the podcast, Slow. Special mention to our social media partners, Bollywood Direct. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Bollywood Direct. Hi and welcome to Family Wala. Not Family Wala podcast. <laughs> oh my god. You can keep this if you want. <laughs> this is a good one. Oh god. Okay. Hi and welcome to Movie Wala podcast. We are on the third movie of the series, Bawarchi, which was released in 1972. The director was Rishikesh Mukherjee. The producer is Rishikesh Mukherjee and the Sippy Brothers. Music was by Madan Mohan and the actors the list is long since it's a family drama there's Rajesh Khanna Jaya Bhadri now known as Jaya Bachchan Usha Kiran AK Hangal Durga Khote Asrani Paintal Harindranath Chattopadhyay and Kali Banerjee the prime minister of India in 1972 was Indira Gandhi Bawarchi is about this cook who's played by Rajesh Khanna and how he enters this cute joint family the sharmas this family has a lot of problems the story is about how he brings the family together this is quite a unique uh, movie right in our segment because it's not an outright masala movie but it's not like a realistic indie movie either yeah like how would you how would you define this it's interesting that you bring that up because i i believe you know the director rishikesh mukherjee he had this perfect balance of bringing together the commercial aspect of it like the so called masala aspect of it and the indie feel to it so i feel like he balanced it out in that he did not make it boring because indie movies are generally associated with being a little too boring or too real that you know people are like oh my god i don't want to pay and you know watch the same thing that happens in my life so i feel like you know this director had this knack of bringing both bringing a good balance where it was entertaining and it was a very real film as well i was going to define it as like idealistic cinema ah how's that you know the, the way the fam- like okay so it's a story about family it's a uh, three brothers who live together with their father and wives and children so now in 1970s this is an idealistic family a lot mm. of north indian families specifically would live in a joint family uh, some because that is something that is expected of you you know people don't even realize that, that the there is an option of going nuclear and others don't go nuclear because they feel like the cost of living mm. is going to go up if they go nuclear which is the case in this film that's how they say why they are living together so this is idealistic right like where this is an ideal family where the father is being taken care of and the the women of the house are very happy and they work together and you know they do all the kitchen work together and they all live peacefully ever peacefully sorry they live peacefully ever after mm. kind of a cinema which is you know how i would say like this is our idealistic principles of indian right. society which you know i felt like it had um, there were certain things like i've ra- recently watched a couple of rishikesh mukherjee movies again and growing up i used to love them hmm. i still love them and but i'm what i'm not able to make sure is like is he making a comment on society or was that 
just like you know his perception of indian families as well like is it right. a comment like a satire on the indian family or is this something like you know how you watch suraj bajatia films hmm. you can tell like that's how he believes like he believes that that's how families should live or even when karan johar does like you know it's all about loving the family so he clearly believes like that's what he believes but in rishikesh mukherjee i'm not able to figure out whether he's just making a satirical comment on the society or is that something he believes yeah, it believes it that's that's a very good point because i feel like you know there are some scenes where like uh, for example like this there's a scene where the dadu the grandfather in in the family so he's kind of the head of the family and then he says that in a very cribbing way he says that oh aajkal you know uh, no daughter in law is like a daughter you know aajkal the daughter in laws are, are daughter in laws So I don't know if he say like by law by law so it's exactly it's like a legal thing and this comes at a point where he's actually complaining about the daughter-in-law of you know not cooking or taking care of the family or you know one of those instances so it's interesting because now it has made me think actually so when i was watching the movie i thought rishikesh mukherjee i feel like he was very progressive so i feel like it was kind of like a satire on the family because i felt like this same thing in other movies as well like he hmm. made that comment about how so maybe you know he had shades like nobody's perfect so maybe he did believe in certain like we all can be progressive and still have some things which we are traditional or regressive whichever way so yeah i actually noticed that as well like you know the father in law's cribbing about what you hmm. said like the daughter in law not serving him tea in the morning yeah. or that you know how he makes a comment about like he wakes up at 5 o'clock so he should get a cup of tea at 5 o'clock you know that's kind of sh- being insensitive what if they don't wake up so are they supposed to just wake up because you need tea and you know he's clearly he's functioning it's not like he's old and frail so he can totally go and make a cup of tea it's not like that hard and the fact that he's not asking his sons to make a cup of tea you know they're shown like asrani the youngest son who's uh, he's up and mm-hmm. he's uh, shown to be boiling eggs in his studio like you know he he's a musician a uh, music director in this film and so if he can boil eggs he can definitely boil chai you know there's like it's not that hard so um so that kind of made me feel like uh, okay that is in kind of annoying but then not to like say that the daughter in laws were shown perfectly like they could to- they were to- they they literally don't do anything and they are like cribbing about having to clean the house and and they clearly don't do much like of course they do but they crib about it and even if they all just did their own respective rooms mm-hmm. <laughs> it would get done and yeah. nobody would have to so yeah they are um, there were these like instances which i think in the 70s and 80s was very normal you know we all have seen it in our households or seen it happening to people around us but when you see them in 2018 you're like giving a big eye roll because i love this director so much I'm hoping that he had some sense and I think maybe he it was just a satirical take on it. And one more thing was when you were talking about the son, the youngest son who is the music composer. The way this director shows humor. There's this backdrop where where there's a narration that's happening which is done by Amitabh Bachchan where he says that he has uh, stolen a lot of uh, tune from you know English songs because nobody knows that he's stolen it. So I thought that was like an interesting funny take on what is what is happening in Hindi movies and Indian movies where they would just like plagiarize a lot of western music and sell it as their own. Yeah and he is like kind of you know they change the name. I think they say like he he uh, he's an assistant to Lakshmikant. Instead of saying Lakshmikant Pyarelal they say Lakshmikant Bihari Lal or something like that. So like kind of change <laughs> yeah. the name. So yeah that was interesting. And also one more thing that I really found uh, was interesting was the way the the start the starting credits were shown. It was not the regular title cards that you see. 
with the names it was amitabh bachchan who is the voice behind the narration and he doesn't sound like the amitabh bachchan that we know so he is actually just saying the entire name of the cast i thought that was very interesting yeah totally i think the the credits were shown as if a play is about to begin mm. and before the play begins there is a person who's telling who all are in the play and how it directed so they, that was a thing so it was not given in writing so people actually had to listen if they were interested in knowing and this movie is actually inspired by a bengali film hmm. which was written by which is which was made by tapan sinha who is the writer for this film so but the, and that bengali film was inspired by an english film which was my man joffrey really i didn't know that i'm not sure joffrey or godfrey or something like okay. that <laughs> so yeah. one of the, and then uh, this was again in a made again in hindi films uh, I think Govinda was in it hero number 1. Oh yeah, so does he play the was, cook? He plays the cook. Yeah. So the only change they made is like uh, he uh, here Jaya Bhadri is not, you know, the relationship is not between Jaya Bhadri and Rajesh Khanna, but in that Karishma Kapoor is there and they kind of show that Karishma Kapoor is interested in the cook which is hero number 1. And this film was also remade in Tamil once and in Kannada twice. So you know this has been made several times across India this was really popular and people like the idea of a cook coming into the house and changing the household it is a, i think it is a good story like especially for like joint families in india because with joint families come a lot of problems i mean there are there are a lot of pros and pros as well but then there are also a lot of you know negative things because you know obviously when you're living with somebody for so long you will have a lot of problems and i i think yeah it was a very valid storyline at that time i think you know for people for someone else from the outside to come in and solve the problem yeah i i actually liked it like it was like an easy viewing it's like a good sunday afternoon watch you know you're watching it you're enjoying it it's a simple story flows really nicely hmm. and there isn't any like and the rhythm is so soft and calming and it's like a perfect sunday afternoon film when you know if it's a sunny day and you just want to chill and watch a movie it's perfect for that and i really miss this genre of films because there's no loud music nobody's shouting i think we've mentioned this over and over again and i think but it's still true yeah we both were like you know we are definitely born in the wrong era because we are <laughs> old souls and we definitely like connect with these simpler times and i like how the house was built it's like a simple house it's a big house but it's simple and they all have one one room there is no like big furniture there's no like you know huge mansions and the helicopters landing and their rolls royce standing outside like none of that yeah. you're you're right like in terms of minimalism now you know there's such a huge big talk of minimalism and how we have to be minimalistic and people are writing books and blah 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 these were truly the simple times where minimalism was not a concept it was just a part of their life it was a lifestyle exactly that's what i was going to say it was not a concept because it was it was just that you know people were not very materialistic yeah i think we were just born in the wrong decade yeah 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 <laughs> and there's a there's a dialogue that raghu says which is like perfect right this is like it is simple to be happy but so difficult to be simple right it's like oh my god we need to put it on a t-shirt and wear it <laughs> this so relevant now like he said it in 72 and i think i saw that this was a quote by rabindranath tagore but you know quotes these days it's just like miss you don't know who said it like even in the 70s you know they didn't need it but right now it's so relevant we are trying so hard to be simple now you know like we have to read books and we have to listen to people on how to be simple but in fact it should just come naturally it's hard yeah it like 
you know that we have such an overload of information mm-hmm. we have an overload of products we have an overload of things we can do excess we are living in a time of excess we are living in a time of excess on our phone mm. which is such a dichotomy on its own like we have all of this out there and we yeah. can't make up our mind about what we need and what we need to do and then we choose phone and i'm like you know and i don't know it's just so hard to kind of pick what you want to do. like you know we are making a podcast and there is no other way to listen to this podcast except on your phone or some form of technology and then we are criticizing that technology so it's like you know but we are not really criticizing we want a balance but then you know who are we to tell for somebody else what that balance is you know there are so many complications that we have just made up on our own you know like as human beings the dialogues obviously are written by gulzar yes and there are like so many pearls of wisdom from this like you know we were just talking about how chaotic our life is and things like that but then just sit down give 2 hours it's just a 2 hour movie you know just sit down and watch the movie and it's just calming and you learn so much in turn like whatever we discuss there will be a situation where there'll be like perfect simple dialogue which is in the film there's like you know another thing which ragu says is like people have forgotten the smallest and the most precious word of life is mm. love none of this is like kind of being preached to you all of this is kind of being implemented in action and mm. you know the uh, the solutions he gives to all of these family family members to solve their problems are very simple some of them are a bit too simplistic like things won't always like go down that way especially like how he makes jaya bhadri do a dance hmm. in 10 days for a competition yeah. and that cousin of hers automatically just embraces her that is probably not how it will go down you know there'll be like more layers to it and i had like more uh, you know logistic questions to ask like where exactly did they practice this dance and you know uh, this guy who does cook- king folds the laundry does the cleaning does malish to the grandfather does everything where does he find the time to like teach jaya bhadri also in inter- so besides all of those logistics like if i leave my thinking brain aside i was like okay i can go with the flow of this storytelling and it was i think it would be a great play you know if it was to be adapted into a play it would be a great i agree there is another line where he says that people do like we do our job everyone does their job so what's the fun in that or what's the joy in that Why don't you do something for someone else and there lies your greatest joy. These are things that is like you said it's not preachy at all but I feel like it's a very free, very good movie in terms of bringing you joy as well while watching it. But I feel like you know this is a movie that you can go to when you're super stressed about life. Yeah, it's like a movie where you're escaping reality. Hmm. just the right amount without anything being drummed on your head about right. you know how it should be or because how we i think you know anybody who's been listening to our podcast would know that we have spoken about it before so sorry apologize for sounding redundant <laughs> but uh, it's like right now the movies they give you cue and even in those times you know if you watch a lot of manmohan desai films and a lot of masala films they would like literally give you background music to tell you how you should feel like da 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 now you are angry da 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 now you know there'll be or there'll be a sad chennai song when they want you to like a uh, chennai music when they want you to be sad so all of those things and this is a movie where you take all of those frivolous fluff out and then you just have a good story yeah this movie is purely just a good storytelling and nothing else you won't like give it high marks on technical or music or stage or art direction or anything 
you just feel good because of the movie is good so like taking a cue from there and moving on to fashion <laughs> since we are talking so much about simplicity like you know do you want to mention how we felt about how did you feel about the fashion scene the fashion is nothing to write home about so that doesn't mean it was bad but it was just very natural and it just belonged belonged to that family and it belonged to the people there so it was just part of them there were a couple of things that stood out to me where i was like wow that is gorgeous So one was you know the song that you mentioned where Jaya Bachchan is you know she's performing and you know she wears this amazing silk sari. I love silk sarees and the colors are amazing. It's that burnt orange and red and red and yellow and very earthy colors and silk. So I was like wow, I wouldn't mind having that in my wardrobe. So that was one and then another one was another song where Jaya Bachchan is kind of thinking about it's a very sad song and she's thinking about her boyfriend. She's wearing this amazing mangtika. I don't know if you noticed that It's a very it looked very modern because it has this very it has this triangle shape and I thought it was beautiful. If I have yeah. a chance maybe I'll put it on the on the website. You know most of the films where Jaya Bhadri is acted really well and hmm. like most of her films her look is always simple. Like you know she's always wearing these cotton sarees and has a really long plait with you know her tied up. It's all about her innocence, her face and her acting. You know, I like how her whole career, most of her career is based on just pure acting there is no clothing there is no sex appeal like she's one actress where there has been never a song or anything about sexuality related mm. to her and that's not a negative thing that's like you know saying in high praises that her there have been so many films including this and then goodi and abhiman uh shole she has always stood out in whatever character zanzeer you know she plays this really choppy quick girl but it's always about her sorry 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 Could you hear that alarm ring? Yeah, but that's fine. So you could always like just focus on her acting and her makeup is minimal and so I, yeah, so same is with this but in this case everybody else was also the same way. Mm. But what I really like were all the men were wearing dhoti kurta. Did you notice that? Yeah. So yeah. I was like oh my god, I I mean I'm sure there was a time in India when men would just normally go to work in a dhoti kurta. That is not something like a costumey. But it just doesn't happen anymore. And I was like, "Oh my God, when was that switch? When did that happen that men stopped wearing yeah. dhoti kurta and moved on to trousers and shirt?" Yeah, and just to add to that, and I still truly believe that Indian men look amazing when they wear Indian clothes. Absolutely. You know, not that they can't carry off Western clothes, but I'm just saying it just suits them so well. I feel like they look really good when they wear Indian clothes. Yeah, it kind of like you know how we always say like South Asian women have a body type. South Asian men also have a body type and Indian clothes just work better for Indian body types South Asian body types so you know they look really hot when they wear Indian clothes whether it is a dhoti kurta mm. or a lungi or a pathani suit you know which is kind of changes around the region where you're from in India but all of them work really well absolutely yeah like veshti veshti is kind of like a formal version of a lungi maybe you can just google it I will yeah for south indian men veshti when they wear it they look really good so indian men can we go back to <laughs> dressing up indian <laughs> clearly we are like that what we said like we are a set of girls who just want everything going back to 1970s except for the 1970s yeah. indian economy we'll take everything <laughs> <laughs> So okay so fashion was pretty simple it is true to the film and true to the times and they're shown as a mid- middle class family so they dress like that and behave like that so again moving on to the songs i felt the music 
in this film has absolutely nothing to write about nothing to even talk about there is not a memorable song yeah. there is not a memorable piece of music or background score so unfortunately it wasn't one of those films which had good music but that doesn't still take away from the film because the the film duration is still 2 hours so that was the best part that no matter whatever you know music was there it was not something which lengthened the film's duration if anything else it could have been uh, you know 30 minutes shorter if there was no songs in it yeah absolutely and how were the characters written did you like it i did like it i think they were all written with a little bit of dramatic but still realistic mm. you know they balance like what you said in the beginning the story is balancing the dramatic mm. the unrealistic and the realistic in a really good way yeah so i really liked although i didn't like the character of the grandfather how he you know views the women in the house but i liked his character just as a character in the film he is so um, he brings this little bit of humor sarcastic humor to the mm. film which is like you know unique to indian families if you have a grumpy grandfather that's how <laughs> yeah. he would be but when asked to take a take a stand he mm. still you know he has a spine and he takes a stand he's not a total loser <laughs> so yeah i like that and of course there's durga khote i don't want to talk any more about her <laughs> but then there's ak hunger who mm. i feel like everybody had a set there are no grays in this film though you know there's like there's a dimension which is given to all the characters and you they they are written in a way that you see their they have troubles and they are not able to be the best version of themselves and then with a little bit of push from rajesh khanna raghu the cook <laughs> they are able to reach their best possible self in that house i i like the jaya bachan's character as well because she's shown as a girl who's lost both her parents and now her uncle and aunt they're the ones who are bringing her up and even sometimes she doesn't get treated as well as the daughter of the, uh, as the other daughter of the family but i felt like you know it, it was written in a way where she was not playing the victim you know she was doing everything so joyfully and cheerfully you know so i thought that was written well yeah usually uh, she's um, most of the time she's always given like a role where she's goody two shoes you know it's like oh yeah i'll be like i'll cook and i'll clean and i'll do everything and i'll be like multitasking and i won't bitch about any of it to anyone ever <laughs> so yeah i like i said none of the characters in the film have any gray dimension so i mean to each their own right like there is only so much you can ask from a film and um, did you have any memorable scenes that stood out to you i, I feel like because it was such a short movie right just a two hour movie i felt like every scene had its place it just fit in well and nothing really stood out it was just every scene was done well i feel Yeah, I liked all of Raghu's uh, pearls of wisdom. Like when all those scenes that kind of like, oh, well, let me write that, <laughs> you know. We were like, oh, we should put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I think we should, you know, like put save them up and like share them. So, yeah, like uh, there was a couple of more if like, mm-hmm. you know, just uh one which he says is like in the waiting for one big happiness, we miss out on mm-hmm. these small happy moments. and i mean all of them are of course in hindi and i've just translated them in english and then there was another one in this world a deed is not considered good until it is weighed against wealth and the last one is a king is worshiped only in his own country while a scholar is worshiped in the whole world so kind of like you know don't try to drool upon people just try to be more learned don't weigh it. person's character based on how much money they have but weigh it on how learned he is and also i think it's very reflective of our indian society at least back then right now it has changed a lot but back then if you remember like education was the most important 
thing for a human being. Yeah. If somebody is educated, you are respected a lot in the society. It was not based on the wealth of a person. You know, that's how Indian society in general was, and more so in 1970s. Absolutely. Like even though we had been ruled upon by Britishers and we threw him threw them out, we would still be like, if somebody's like, oh no, this person is Oxford ad- educated and this person's Cambridge educated. Like I felt even you know when I was young and I would hear that I was like, but didn't we throw them out like because we didn't <laughs> want them and then we are going to their I mean but which of course is also you know it's not as simple as that it's like you know naturally they kind of drilled it down our head that if we had to go up in life anyway we would have to pay them to give us education and then go up in our own country so I mean I totally get the complex culture of it but it's a little bit hypocritical of us as well you know it doesn't matter where you study right but I feel like education was like at most importance growing up you were told that it doesn't matter how much money you have but you know you should be well read and you should be well educated you know what I'm saying absolutely I mean I think the the the, the distinction uh, we are making here is like within your household hmm. you would be told that education is very important like as a daughter son niece nephew and then from the outside world where did you get educated will be the second layer of importance yeah, for sure so now like okay yeah you're educated and then you'll become a pit against the person who's educated at a better institution and then all of that. So yes, yeah. definitely. They're level, like, you are educated and then where you're educated and then how much you're educated. So you've done bachelor's, I've done master's, and yeah. then somebody else has done PhD. Oh, but I'm, I'm a medical professional. So That's a very typical conversation that you would see happening in Indian circles. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be like, yeah, it's not about which car you're driving. I mean, like I said, again, now it has changed. Now it is about which car you drive. Like, you know, growing up, it was more about like, oh, where did you do your graduation from? So it was more about flaunting your education. If you yeah, may. Yeah, I think there's right now it's like flaunting of everything. So what has changed is like now not only are you fla- flaunting where you're educated, but you're flaunting every single thing. So I feel like we could, we should go back to at least flaunting our education, which was like the lesser of the two evils. We should go back to the times when, where, which time would we go back to? I don't know. I haven't given it so much thought, but I would want to go back to not our time. <laughs> You know, when I'm talking with my husband, I'm always like, I would want to go back because I feel like I'm an old soul, right? Mm-hmm. So I want to go back to the 19th century. But I would want to go back where there were sanitary napkins. <laughs> so that is my logic as well. Like, I'm like, I want to go back to 17th century or 19th century, but then I don't want to be the slave or the worker. I would like, I should want to be the royal <laughs> person over there. So if I'm not born in royalty, because that is then I'd rather stay in this time. Like when I look at those British plays and they're living in those like, you know, uh, they, have, they have to walk through that unconcrete like roads in, I don't know. What slushy. Slushy. Yeah. Muddy road. Yeah. I was like trying to find an English word for it because all I could think was like this Hindi word, like kichar. Yeah, kichar. <laughs> <laughs> when they're walking in kichar and wearing these big heavy corsets with like these big skirts and holding them up and they don't have water to take shower with and they don't have toilet paper no running water yeah so clearly i wouldn't want to be born in that time so yeah i want indoor plumbing and then i want sanitary napkins so (laughs) any era that has everything (laughs) so you know probably the best match would be if we were in the 1970s but in europe or america Mm. because then you get the best of both worlds you're still a little liberated you have a little bit of freedom but uh, you've not reached the hypocrisy and the Oh my god. Alright, but this was a perfect um, yeah. 
movie for our family drama series because it actually shows this is you know if people haven't watched it and they decide to watch it or if they have watched it they would agree with us this shows exactly how the dynamics are you are always several small units of family live mm. together so you know if you, whatever your siblings and your nieces and nephews and everybody will live together and then you have one kitchen and in 1970 you also had only one washroom that you could use and one place to take shower so you are constantly fighting to use those you're constantly fighting about because you have one kitchen and there are no, no more than two stove to cook mm. over there so if people have different food choices those are going to bring issue uh you have a common pool of money that goes towards the uh, house and what gets bought and stuff so not everybody's all their needs are not going to get fulfilled if your kids want to take up extracurricular activities you had to have a discussion with the entire family uh what music you're playing because the walls were so thin that everybody would be listening to it so somebody or the other will get mad no matter what time of the day so these are like small things which a lot of people might not even realize that were an issue back then or might not realize because they were not ever seen that they have yeah. never even seen that setup so this movie kind of really showed how it's hard to live like you know just together and be happy all the time yeah like right now we complain about you know how hard it is to live like even as a couple right because it's like two different personalities living under one roof imagine that and imagine that with like 10 more personalities living under the same roof and they're all family with that comes its own set of problems this movie tackled all of that yep So that's about it for this podcast. This movie is available on YouTube for free, so feel free to watch it whenever you're free and you want to just unwind. Yep, and that's it from us. We will see you guys next Tuesday with another episode in Family Dramas. As always, thank you for listening. You can find us on social media on Twitter at MovieWalaPod, on Instagram at MovieWalaPodcast, and use the hashtag MovieWalaPodcast to get in touch with us. Bye. Bye. Bye.